It is 17 minutes before the hour here on the Toronto Large Radio Show. And we're pleased to be in studio with our old friend Paul Rivard. He's no longer the anchor man at the facility on Candia Road. As they've added, well, they started in Merrimack. And they added Candia Road. And they added South Portland, Maine. Then they added Wolfboro. Then they added Conway. Or is it North Conway? Conway. Conway. Now they've added Hooksit. And rumor is there may be more coming. So Paul, Paul's kind of like a muckety-muck now. He doesn't, he, he's so good they can't limit him to one shop. Oh, is, that, is that what it is? That's what it is. <laughs> you got him in the right order, too. I'm impressed. There you go. <laughs> Not bad for a dopey radio talk show host. And so you can learn more about all of their locations and their services, including those of you who are looking for foreign car specialty uh, at autocareplus.com. That's autocareplus.com, where you can not only see their services and why they call themselves your dealer alternative, you can schedule your service online, shop for a new vehicle because they're into that too. Check out their auto care club. Oh, no, yeah, the, the auto, yeah, the auto care yeah. club, car care club, yeah. car care club. There we go. You can also purchase that online as well. Oh, really? Yes, you can. You can do that. All right, so you get the auto care club, which you can obtain online. And I'll be using mine because I get to bring both cars in for oil changes and inspection. They're coming in Tuesday. Oh, the fun time of year. Oh yeah, hate that part. <laughs> <laughs> but their their uh, customer rewards program as well, and why they call themselves your dealer alternative. It's all there along with their five-year, 50,000-mile warranty on parts and labor good nationwide. And I have to say, I've actually used that because I got uh, on one of my brake changes, there was a bad set of pads. So I came back like right after I went there because it was really kind of freaky. <laughs> and they're like, yep, those are bad pads. We'll do it all over for you. And they did. Yep. Cool. That's what warranties are for. Make sure everything is right. And if it isn't, we take care of it. So, Paul. Good morning. Welcome back. Good morning. Thank you. A little salt and pepper in that beard now. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. In case you haven't noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't see it in the mirror every morning. <laughs> I'm, I'm going along there with you. I got to pluck the grays out of my eyebrows. Uh, <laughs> anyway. I've just given up. I'm waiting for the rest of my hair to change with the, with the size. I actually hope mine changes before it it all falls out because <laughs> I've noticed the stuff where it's going gray, it's not going anywhere. Where it's not going gray, it's abandoning ships. So I'm like, uh, I want the grays to get up there. <laughs> anyway. I don't know how that works exactly, but good. <laughs> all the luck, all the power to you. Hey, you, can, to you. you can let me dream. But yeah. anyway, so what's on your agenda today, Paul? What do you think when your check engine light comes on? Uh, this is a question for crap. you. So I'm going to ask you a question for once. You ask, what do I think when they... Well, yeah, what does the average person think? Well, maybe you're not the average person, but what does the think, average what, person what, think? What are one of the 10,000 <laughs> things that that could mean? Right. Actually, this is going to sound weird. It's Maybe I should check the gas cap, because not having your gas cap on can, can trigger that light. But I, I'm you, thinking... You are correct. Hmm, something's not right, and I probably should call the garage. That's what I think. What do you think of if it starts flashing at you? I know that I'm supposed to pull over immediately before something blows up and becomes irreparably destroyed. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. You're on the right track. So check engine lights are getting more and more involved every year a new car comes out, and, and it's been going on for a while, actually. And what a lot of people don't understand, which you kind of get it uh, as far as, you know, if that thing's flashing, you need to stop because it could do damage. That's why they make it flash versus just turning on. Um 
But what a lot of people don't understand is when we get in to start diagnosing that problem, just because you plug into the, the computer and it gives you a code, that doesn't mean, oh, the code, here's the problem, put this part in, and you're all done. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there's some um, companies out there advertising on TV that will plug in, will read the code, you'll hand you the part, you can fix it yourself, and you're all set. Well, they're rolling the dice because it's not always that way. But the bigger issue or or another issue, then we've seen it happening more and more as cars advance, is there are codes hidden behind other codes. What? Yeah. So in other words, let's say you get a code for a misfire, which is pretty uh, common. I got pretty one common. of those. All right. So mm-hmm. you, you know all about this. So we go through, we diagnose, we find the problem. Let's say you got a bad ignition coil. We change the ignition coil. We, we, we clear the computer out. You take the car away. And, and three, four days later, that light comes back on again. Wait, did you like read my file before you came in here? <laughs> I did not. So you come back. You're furious. My light came back on. You would just fix my car. What's going on? So we read the code, and guess what? What? It's a completely different code. What? has nothing to do with the initial problem. Hmm. So, Sounds suspicious to me. Well, what happens is when you when the computer sees a problem and it sets a code for a fault – it looks at the other systems that it's monitoring and it says, is this code or is this problem going to affect other systems I'm trying to test? If so, I'm not going to test those systems because I'll get skewed readings or skewed results. In other words, is that misfire going to maybe give me an oxygen sensor code because I'm dumping raw fuel down the exhaust? Now, I have had an oxygen sensor code before. Yeah. Th- these are misfires, oxygen sensors are probably two of the most common ones. Back, you know, 20 years ago when the computers, or 25 years ago roughly, when computers were really starting to get into cars, they only had six or seven sensors in them, and that was one of them, and they always went bad. The technology wasn't where it was today. So everybody thinks, oh, my check engine light came on. Oh, I must need an oxygen sensor. That's the old school thought behind it. But what's happening now is because the computer won't test the other systems. It, it shuts down because it says, all right, if I have a problem. This sounds like a life insurance application problem. <laughs> no, because I'll tell you what happens. You send down an application, and this drives me mental. You send down an application. If they hit a problem, you know, something not right, yep. they stop. Okay? They don't continue to take a look to see if there's anything else. So they, they oh, er, that's wrong. Got to correct that. Okay. You correct it, send it back in. They start reviewing the application again. They get by that first roadblock, and then bang! Oh, you need this. Well, why didn't you tell me that before? Because we didn't get there. Yeah. Oh, anything else? No, we can't even look be to, uh, until we get this fixed. And so they go and oh, so you could have you so, could have three or four. You so know, that's very good analogy. Oh, that's very similar. I, so what? So happens, my car is doing the same thing. It fixes one, <laughs> and then the other one starts up. Exactly. Oh. So I, years ago, I had that happen to me six times diagnosing a car. Every time we corrected a problem, we set the system, something else came up. Because the systems, they they go through their test in, in a certain order. And if it hangs up at one, it won't go any further because it doesn't want to oh. possibly test something wrong. God. So it says, okay, I'm going to stop here. Yeah, this, oh. this one handed it to me. Oh. I'm going to leave it at that. So... <laughs> But, I mean, we eventually got through all the problems. But at that point, you know, I got a furious customer on the other side who doesn't believe that it's happening one after the other after the other. But this this is what is happening in this world now. You also notice if – and your Honda probably does it. If your check engine – and I don't know if it's had a check engine light come on. But if the check engine light comes on in that vehicle, it's going to shut off the stability control. Yay. I hate that thing. Okay. Do you know why it shuts off the stability control? No. Because – 
the stability control uses your engine to reduce power to the wheels right. to help keep the vehicle stable. It mm-hmm. also uses the ABS system mm-hmm. to add or subtract braking to each of the wheels mm-hmm. to help the stability system. So if it sees a fault without either one of those systems, actually, brakes or the, the engine, it says, okay, I know these aren't operating properly. I am not going to allow this vehicle stability control system to work because I don't know if what I asked the engine to do or what I asked the brakes to do is actually going to work because there's a fault. So it shuts that down. Hmm. So people panic. They get a check engine light on and boom, four lights come on. It looks like Christmas time on your dashboard. (laughs) (laughs) It's not always that bad. A lot of times a check engine light is the only problem and it takes care of all the issues. But I guess the biggest point is, is, all of these things are now related into each other. Oh. They're all tied into each other. They're all causing issues that transpose from one system into another system. So don't be surprised if you go to your local technician, your local shop, and they fix a problem, and it comes back, and you've got another check engine light. Now, not to say that the same problem can't come back. That's happened before, too. But don't be surprised. They say, oh, you got another code, and it's something different. Now we need to look at this one. Because it it ha- it's starting to happen more often than not. Really? Yep. So I just it, uh, you know, it almost makes me wish for the days when you had your basic engine, a carburetor, carburetor. <laughs> you know, uh, well, they had their own series of problems. Well, yeah, but you know, you could get under the hood and you could fix it. You know, you know, I mean, these the all of these different Stick okay a screwdriver in the choke and get the car running. <laughs> you know, get here, stop. All right. Stop. I mean, from from your point of view, you guys have to, I mean, really, I mean, how many times does it happen where someone thinks that you're kind of missing something, not doing a very good job or trying to take them over the coals uh, because you fix a light, it comes back. It's something else. You fix it. Another one comes back. How often are these things related to each other? Or are they typically, uh, let me ask you this way. Does the car, um, is the car able to identify, let's just say, oh, there's a problem here. Can it can it identify all related all areas related to that to determine that at least there isn't a problem anywhere else with the system that's having or the particular issue? You, you know what I'm saying? No. So that's where our test. That's where we start testing. That's that's where you go to the doctor. You got a fever. They drop a thermometer in your mouth. Yep, you got a fever. Okay, now we got to run this test, this test, this test, and this test because we know these are the things that can possibly cause that. Mm-hmm. So we do something pretty similar to that. Where okay, so you've got a code for let's say let's use an oxygen sensor because everybody loves that one. Um, okay, you got a code for an oxygen sensor that's not working properly. It's the heater circuit isn't working. So you're going to test the power and ground going down to the heater circuit. You're going to make sure the computer's sending the right signal to turn that thing on and off as it's supposed to. You're going to check the wiring all the way to it. Um, and then you're going to check the circuit within the, the oxygen sensor itself. So by the time you're through, you've isolated every part of that system till you've found where the problem is. But you have to it, – it doesn't say – you know, the code doesn't come up and says, there's a break in the wire, it's code number 123, and you've got to fix a piece of wire. Mm-hmm. Or we know it's the sensor itself. All it knows is it's looking for a specific either response or a specific input of data from that sensor to the computer, and it's not getting it. So it doesn't know where the defunction is in that. Okay. It just knows it's not getting it. So it says, hey, I'm throwing the light on. Now you need to figure it out. It's not, like I said, that gets back to the, hey, here's your code. Here's the part to fix it. You know, 
oxygen sensor is a great example. I've seen more burnt wires laying on exhaust manifolds because somebody did a tune-up and un- unhooked a bracket to get around to, to reach a spark plug, and they left that wire laying, and it eventually contacted the manifold, melted through it, shorted it out. The sensor's fine. The wire's grounded out to the manifold. You can put 14 oxygen sensors in that car. It's not going to fix the problem, but the parts store that will go read your code will say, here, your oxygen sensor's bad, and they'll hand you one, and it won't fix your problem. Hmm. That's just uh, that's just one example. I mean, things like that happen all the time. We had a van in the Manchester store. I think it was the day you came in, and I was actually working on the floor. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I uh, got towed in. Wouldn't run right. I went out in the parking lot, started up, started right up, drove it in the building. I'm like, okay. I opened the hood. Yeah, I found the problem right away. Now it had four or five different codes in it. It had an ambient temperature sensor code. It had a mass airflow sensor code. I opened the hood, and it looked like a rat chewed through all the wiring going <laughs> to the mass air. It was chewed through, oh. all of it. There was one wire out of six that was still connected. Wow. So the computer went into default and allowed the vehicle to run and took readings from other things so that it would still run. But it wouldn't run right because it wasn't getting that reading. But at least you could get it like off the road and, mm-hmm. you know, so you get it towed or what have you. So there's five codes that got thrown, five or six codes that got thrown on that, that if you went to your local, you know, parts, parts store, store and they read it, they, oh, yeah, you need a mass airflow sensor. You need an ambient temperature sensor. You need so this, you need So what you're saying is is that the, the, the parts stores are basically reading codes so they can sell parts. They're not reading codes to make sure that the car or what's wrong with the car actually gets fixed. Right. I mean, they give you a list, so here's the probabilities. Yeah. And, and you know what? I'm sure in the probabilities – your percentage is probably 50, 60%. You're going to hit it right the first time, maybe a little more. So great if it works. But if it doesn't, when you go back, they'll sell you the next part in line and then the next part after that and then the next part after that until it fixes it. But invest a little bit, test it, fix it right the first time, spend less money, less headaches, less aggravation. You know, And what's your time worth sitting there going back and forth and changing parts and everything else? All right. Paul Rivard of Auto Care Plus. Fix it right the first time. Let the guys who know what they're doing do it. And uh, don't yell at them when another code comes up. <laughs> Apparently, it's supposed to be that way. Oh, God. The yeah. fact that you just equated my car with a life insurance application process. <laughs> Wait a minute. You brought that up. <laughs> I know. But you see, I'm paying attention. I was able to associate it with something that is a tremendous source of frustration. Hey, my head. All right. Paul Rivard of AutoCare Plus. As always, the pleasure is ours. Thank you, Rich. All right. AutoCarePlus.com is where you can learn more about their location services, why they're your dealer alternative, a killer five-year, 50,000-mile warranty, and oh, so much more. It's all at AutoCarePlus.com.